Welcome to Share Your Story, a podcast from Beaconsfield High School. This is a podcast where we sit down with both students and members of the wider community to discuss the issues of racial discrimination and prejudice and how we can work towards a fairer, more equal society. Joining us today for our first ever episode is Gordon Stewart of the Acacia Complementary Saturday School in High Wycombe, which, since its establishment in 1997, gives support and extracurricular needs to children and young people of an Afro-Caribbean background. Good afternoon, Gordon. Good afternoon, girls. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Okay. And thank you for inviting me to share my experiences with you. No worries. Thank you very much. So to begin with, we just wondered whether you could tell us a little bit about your Saturday work and how you got into it. Right. As it says, as it says in the introduction, we were established uh, in 1997. Uh, a group of parents, African-Caribbean parents in the high-income area, we weren't so satisfied with the delivery of education to our children in the um, nine to three o'clock uh, system. So we got together literally in someone's front room and decided that um, we're going to have extracurricular classes on, on Saturdays. Um, well, but the thing is that Saturday schools have been something that's been prevalent in the African Caribbean community since the 60s and 70s. So we're really carrying on that tradition. So we went to London and we looked at some of the models and then we decided to open ours in 1997. We meet on Saturdays uh, uh, from 10.30 to all the, all the way to, to 11.30. And during that time, we focus on the core subjects, which is the English and the maths, which helps them in uh, with their SATs work. And we also um, go on visits. We go to museums, we go to Kew Gardens, we go to Oxford, to Arch and Upton, to open the children's minds to different things in the environment and around the world too. And um, we also invite speakers in, like role models, people that have gone through the educational system and uh, might be a doctor or engineer or someone that can come and encourage them and show them how what the importance or what the application of the education that they're receiving can uh, result in. Cool, thank you. That sounds uh, really amazing what you're doing with your Saturday school, like particularly with the role models. Yeah, and yeah the I think there's definitely not yeah. a lot of, you know, BAME kind of community role models for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. In terms of um, the, are there any issues that you see your young black students facing? And if so, how do you go about supporting them aside from the like trips and role models that you bring in? Well, more from the experiences, the experiences of what the children go through comes from the parents of, that bring their children to the school. Mm -hmm. So the, the aspects of um, teacher um, expectation, right, is not, Sometimes they don't expect black kids to do as well as, as they are as they are capable of doing. Mm -hmm. um, Self-esteem and identity, those are two other things. And also, of course, um, 
trying to work with the, the, the curriculum because of course the curriculum is um, sort of designed and tailored more for more the English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, like expanded yeah, 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 culture, yeah, 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 kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So you've obviously talked about like some of the experiences, but for like yourself, do you see any similarities between the experiences you have faced in the past and that your students face today? And like, have you seen any um, improvements or do you think it's gotten worse? Or do you think it's kind of stayed the same? I think there is progress, but very, very slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the, the, the issues that we face in the 60s or whatever, they're, they are still there today. Mm -hmm. And um, in, a, in, a more, in a more subtle way. Uh, okay, okay yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, just building on your experiences, if you don't mind, could you tell us the story of your first memory experiencing racism in the UK? Right. I was, I was uh, probably about five years old or whatever, just entering primary school. And um, on the very first day when I got into the playground, the children were running around me and touching me and running away and then um, singing. They had an actual song um, which was N-word, N-word, pull the trigger, bang, 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 right? And uh, that was on my first day. But of course, because I think I, 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 from with my mom and dad, how, how they raised me up to year five and that, I, 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 was, I was sort of resi resilient, but um, I just took it on. And, but the, the thing about that is that because you, you get that kind of, um, I don't know if it's abusive at that age, but mm -hmm. you tend to move with the, the wrong crowd to be to get the defense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you start to hang over with the, the wrong people, yeah, yeah. because um, mm -hmm. you don't want that aggression. Oh, so anything you can do to kind of like protect yourself? Yes. Yeah. And this was in this was in Southeast London yeah. in the early yeah. 60s, in the early 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you feel you could go to a teacher, was there that kind of support there to, when you experienced that at school? Or was it I, really I, think, I think, as I said, that was my initial experience. So um, I probably, the first thing I probably would have told my parents, but I've, I've always been a, a child of a person that I fight my own battles. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not a complainer or anything. So, But in the school, the first teacher that I had was quite fond of me, actually. Of this That's novelty good. of a <laughs> black, black kid and that. So, yeah, so, so my, my battles was more with the, with, with the children, with yeah, the yeah, children. Yeah. Probably mis miseducation mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. Children. yeah. Um, and later on in your life, do you feel like being black prevented you from accessing any opportunities, maybe in your career or later on in education? I think there is a, what you call like a glass ceiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That um, even though I've done a degree, the masters, lots of experience mm -hmm. in Guyana and uh, also in um, the UK, I think um, you find yourself overqualified for the pay grade that you get. You right. so you get low, yeah. low, a lower pay than your, your peers that probably did the same degrees or did mm -hmm. the same thing. 
and uh, yeah, and the terms of mobility for promotion or advancement within a career are not, not, not there. So you can get a job, but mm, must be so frustrating. You, yeah. What you find is that um, a lot of people from the so-called ethnic minorities they will change jobs to elevate themselves right. more than get right. progression right. through right. any organization. Right. So, okay. um, so the obviously the video of George Floyd was released um, or was put on social media over the summer. Um, and as you know, there was this huge uproar on social media and protests across the globe and everyone was using the Black Lives Matter hashtag, hashtag. And although, you know, now this is, as you probably have seen, it's all kind of died down on social media. Um, first of all, kind of what were your initial thoughts when you watched that clip? And from your perspective, do you think that everyone just jumped on the bandwagon and joined in because it was seen as trendy? Or do you actually think that the events over the summer um, have had and will actually have a long-term impact on the fight for racial justice? Well, first when I saw the video at the time, I thought, well, here we go again, because um, if you're sort of conscious or aware of these sort of things in society and around the world, we know that, um, you know, especially in America, um, the police shooting young black men is... Not it's not yeah, it's yeah. Just, everyone saw it's it. Just that this one was really Recorded. graphic. Yeah. And it was caught it's called by an eighteen year old girl actually. Yeah. And then she yeah. sent it out on, on social media. Mm -hmm. So I remember in about nineteen ninety two ish, there was the beating of uh, Rodney King. But mm -hmm. yeah. um that video went was televised because yeah. no one had mobile phones yeah. And yeah. Like that. yeah so that was televised and i remember the officers that were um, they were involved in that beating of rodney king they went to trial and i don't can't remember if it was a year after or whatever but they went to trial and they walked free and when i heard that on the news that morning I was preparing to go to work. I just sobbed. I just broke into tears, uh, you know. I can't remember the last time I cried before that book. I said, well, injustice. I said, how can they really do what we can yeah, see what's yeah. being done and still yeah. they walk free? So, I mean, that was 1992. Here we are in, um, you know, 2020. Mm. You know, some things have changed, but overall, this whole system of... Uh, Institutionalized, institutionalized racism, racism yeah. and that it hasn't really gone, it's just yeah. under the surface, and it just, yeah. yeah. Because if that girl hadn't picked that up, you know, um, you know, no, no one would know. Exactly. And it's, it's to say that it is going, it's going on all the time. Uh, in in uh, 2012. We had Mark Duggan in, in London, South London. He was shot by police, he was unarmed. There was a big uprising and a riot around London after that. But of course, the um, the media criminalized it and it was just said mm -hmm. with young people just getting an opportunity to loot shops and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. 
But really, the, 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 because these things are not un undressed, mm. you get like these flash in the pans every so often, yeah. which I think we have to take and then build on and then, uh, because it's not gonna, um, this process, because when, when we talk about um, enslavement and colonization, mm. these things went on for hundreds of years. So to come and expect it to be finished in 40 years or four years or that is uh, going to be a process to, un to un unravel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did I answer most of the question? That... Uh, yeah, just um, do you, so you're talking about how, you know, we need to build on these, these events. Do you think that's being done with the George Floyd? Do you think that and that backlash, do you think it's actually going to have or has it had an impact on? I think I think it's had the resonance because, um, of course, like between yesterday and today, we have the thing with Lewis Hamilton, and um, it's good to see he's, he's he actually is the master's Black Lives Matter, mm, yeah. and um, the whole thing is highlighted about if he was uh, like white English or or white. Well, his achievements would have been more noted and mm. he wouldn't have to be struggling all the time. It's the same thing with the Williams sisters in tennis yeah. or yeah, um, Tiger Woods or, or wherever. You're always having to prove yourself. And, mm. um, it's a wonder that you find so many um, people from of, of color, brown people and black uh, people in, um, in sports and that kind of thing because on the field is open. You can see, you know, if I run a hundred meters and I beat you, you can, everyone can see that. But it's when you when you're in the system and you're going for a job or yeah. you're going for justice and different things like that, things seem to be more more hidden. Yeah. 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 So obviously we were talking about kind of George Floyd like events in America. And since the Black Lives Matter protests were heavily focused on events in America, some people have been put under the impression that there isn't actually racism in Britain or it's not a big problem. And how do you think this has been harmful for the British fight for racial equality? And how do you think we could maybe shift the conversation to like show people that there is definitely racism in Britain? Yes. Well, as I, as I spoke before, there was the Stephen Lawrence um event where they did I speak about Stephen Lawrence before? Mm, I think so. Yeah, in, in nineteen nine well, nineteen ninety-two when Stephen Lawrence was murdered in London by five guys, five white guys. Yeah. yeah. Um Stephen Lawrence after that there was the actually when the police turned up, I think well he was stabbed, he was injured and then his he had a friend who was with him. The police started to treat him as though he was a, a, a criminal or a assailant, and the the boys that did it or the young men that did it went off, and they saw the got away. I think years after they probably brought one or two of them to justice, but you know it was five of them involved, and they weren't arrested. So in 1998, in the McPherson report, um, Judge Judge McPherson found that um, the, the police as a body were institutionally racist. So from uh, Stephen Lawrence, we get um, changes in the law and that kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, and recognition. 
So I think just the same way in Black Lives Matter, there's going to be some remnants of this that will make people think and uh, change things. The thing about Black Lives Matter is that it was international. Yeah, it happened in America so many thousand miles away, but this time, um, in, 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 in a lot of countries across the West, yeah. it, was, it was recognized that there is this institutional racism. And so I think going forward, there, there is a remnant of it, of people that remember and think on it. And we are in the process of, of, of it being acted on. Uh, we hope well in schools, the curriculum mm. people have been looking at. Yeah. I'll see you on that question there about yeah. decolonizing the curriculum. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, go, going on to that, there definitely needs to be a bit more education in schools, like focused on history that hasn't really been talked about before in schools. So, like, part of the reaction has been to decolonize the curriculum, as, as you said. Um, so, why, why do you think this is so important? And if um, you had control over like, what was taught, what would you want to see kind of be taught in school? Right. The, for the children, I think within the syllabus, mm -hmm. of course, nationally, you must ex, um, you, mu you must know the Brit Eng English history, yeah. Um, yeah. English native history and whatever. But there, there has been um, a, a black presence, even though not in mass, Throughout the history of England, there was Tiseptus, so he was a Roman yeah. emperor. Yeah, he's been here from yeah. Roman. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. the, the trumpeter yeah. yeah. and the yeah, and he got king's yeah. yeah, and yeah, there, there's there's been movement of people from uh, from other continents, from Asia and uh, Africa, into um, British history. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the history deals a lot with individuals and uh, especially from the the ruling class yeah and so true. we're taught history of what they achieved and what they did and that yeah. but it doesn't t teach you that um queen elizabeth she sanctioned uh francis drake's drake with um with slave ships to go to the um the caribbean and mm. take slaves and that. Mm. Uh, see, uh, there's a lot of history that's... Yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's kind of like a well, one-sided yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it's more, we got a legacy of um, history as we're from, from Britain. Britain took civilization to everyone else. Mm. But what was the cost of that, of, yeah, of, exactly. the, of mm. them leaving these shores and going around the world and exploring? and getting resources and bringing them back to England and even the rest of Europe, the Dutch, the French and everyone, mm, uh, to develop their, um, develop the, the initial wealth, the finance, the industrial revolution and, mm. and other industries in, in, in Europe, because they, they talk about um, like accumulative or accumulation of our primitive capital and that's what really made these um countries that rich so they had a pedestal but the thing is that while they were receiving um all this wealth they weren't putting anything back into india yeah. to africa to the other places uh, 
They just kept taking. Yeah, they just kept taking. They put things in where they had, say, um, European settlements, like in, in America. But of course, we know most of America was um, settled by Europeans, mm -hmm. or Australia, yeah. South yeah. Africa, yeah. right? So wherever there, there was European presence, there was um, like more development or whatever. But other countries, there was just one-sided development. Mm -hmm. Um, so just lastly, uh, going forward just broadly, what kind of changes do you think need to happen on a political, social, economic level to make sure that Black Lives Matter isn't just a slogan on social media, but it actually is, is a reality? Well, to make, um, to make it more meaningful, you know, as we are, we're all human beings, we share this planet, mm -hmm. And we need to think of one another, you know, as equals. And in that vein, um, they should, yeah, people just need, people need to be honest with themselves, right? And I think through the honesty, they're going to um, develop, you know, different ways and means to, to combat racism. But what I want to, I'll just take a, reading from this book, which is by Robin Walker. He's a historian. And he speaks about uh, Black history. Yeah, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahead. yeah. He says, Black history is a vital part of world history. Understanding struggles and battles of the past helps us to understand and make sense of the world today. Yet for too long, Black history has been neglected. His lessons and experiences are usually ignored and overlooked. Then he goes on to say, well, what is black history? Black history is a record of how African people uh, shaped the world around them. It includes the cities, the nation states, the empires, the political entities that African people created. It also includes art, literature, cultural heritage, that they have left behind. It is also a record of African resistance to being conquered, dominated, and discriminated against. So that's um, from Robin Walker. And I think at the end of his book, I'm gonna recommend this book, which is Black History Matters by Robin Walker. Okay. And then he concludes saying, um, Black History Matters. Most when we study it, learn from it, and when we are inspired from it. Throughout history, we have seen that black people have always stood up for their rights in the face of intolerable oppression. And this determination and optimism will be needed as a battle for true equality that we need to achieve. So on that amazing note, this brings us to the end of our very first podcast here at Share Your Story. We definitely learned so much about what we thought we knew, but what we didn't know, particularly about history and how it's actually often quite different to what we learn. Mm -hmm. And um, we thank you so much for sharing your personal stories. And um, we hope that listeners have been able to Get a better perspective of the meaning of Black history and Black Lives Matter, particularly with that um, 
was it a poem or a book um, called Black History Matters by Robin Walker, which we definitely recommend that you all read. So thank you very much, Gordon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thanks.